Welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. We got big news, breaking news last night coming in from the, the NFL world. Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff getting uh, new teams, basically swapping teams. Um, you know, Rams needed a quarterback, and uh, Stafford wanted out. He wanted out of Detroit, and the trade was able to be completed. Um, fellas, what does this mean looking forward? Uh, for not only the Rams and Lions, but the rest of the, the NFL. Hadley, we'll start with you. Yeah, so uh, this trade, on paper, you're thinking, wow, the Lions really robbed them. They fleeced them, a lot of people were saying. Um, in my opinion, that's not really the case. I think that the Rams actually did really good on this. Uh, the Rams have been making a lot of trades and really destroying their cap room. What this trade did, is I think it freed up about $12 million cap room, which is a huge difference. Uh, and you drastically improved your quarterback, in my opinion. So at the end of the day, uh, the Rams are going to be a really, really good team next year. That division is absolutely loaded. And uh, the, I, I personally think their division is the best division in football far and away already um, going into next year. But, yeah, I think it's going to be really dangerous in the NFC. And I think the Rams 100% won this trade. Mm-hmm. All right, Sporty, who do you think won the trade? You know, I'm going to go up here. I'm going to go with the uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, I, I'm not sold on, on Matt, Matthew Stafford. He has good games, but he's injury, he's injury prone. He throws a lot of interceptions. And he got golf. He's a conservative one. Plays He plays a conservative game. For the most part, he makes the, the smartest throws. So I, I think I think in the long run I think the Lions made out better than the uh, Rams did. Right. I, I mean I think going to um, I'll look at both your points here, but first looking at Sporties, I think you know if you're the Lions, you, you got to go after a wide receiver or somebody who that or somebody that can help uh, Goff next season. I mean you got Swift in the backfield who's who proved to be you know pretty solid running back this year for the Lions and helped them out. But I think you, you got to go with a wide receiver. Um, to help Goff out. I'll go into Hadley's point. Yeah, I agree that, uh, you know, NFC West is looking like the toughest uh, division in, in, in all of football. Um, is this, you know, is, is the NFC West now uh, the Rams to lose? Are, are they the, the heavy favorites or, you know, are the Seahawks still sitting there? Do you think the Seahawks can maybe still uh, win the NFC West, Hadley? Um, well, to answer your question, I would say the Rams are might be a slight favorite, but I think it really depends on what the Niners decide to do at quarterback this offseason because mm-hmm. they're going to be coming back fully healthy. I think Seattle still has a really good shot. Anytime you have Russell Wilson, you got a shot. Right. But they really got to clean up that offensive line. Um, and Sporty, I have a few things to say about uh, you saying the Lions win the trade. Uh, so first of all, I don't like Goff. Uh, I think he's a one. I think he's a one-step quarterback. That means he looks at his first read, and if it's not there, he panics and he looks dumb. Uh, so I don't like him at all. I think he's maybe a top twenty quarterback in the league. Um, and uh, I also think looking at the wide receivers, if they planned on signing Galladay or Marvin Jones, I don't think either of those happen now that. Uh, Stafford's gone. I don't mm-hmm. think either of them want to play with Goff, so I think you're losing both of them. And now you have to draft one. Right. So I, I think they're I think they're in a really bad spot. 
And here's another thing. They could have traded for another team for a first-rounder this year. Right. You know, their their rebuild process is going to take a year longer now. I just I think this trade made no sense, in my opinion. Uh, apparently, according, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, the – the football team actually offered a better offer. So I'm curious to see if that'll ever come out. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely definitely interesting. I mean, you know, being a Colts fan, I would have thought that, you know, I mean, I know you you and Jared both wanted uh, Stafford, and um, it would have been interesting to see what the Colts, if there was, a, you know, ever a, an offer to go after Stafford to see what that, you know, would have been. Um, which leads to uh, having your mock draft. So... <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, yeah. unfortunately, that number three spot, you know, line strain with the Dolphins, that's not going to happen. Um, so the Lions aren't getting Zach Wilson. Who do you, so let me just break it down here. The next quarterback you have going off the board is Trey Lance to the 49ers. Do you think Wilson automatically falls to that 12 spot, or do you think somebody else maybe picks him up, maybe looking at, you know, maybe like the Denver Broncos or, heck, maybe even the Carolina Panthers there at 8 and 9? Do you think – um, Wilson can go earlier than, than what you have going at 12? Yeah, so, Kev, I definitely released that a day early, I yep. guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this draft is going to be insane. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, calls back and forth between teams in the top five and teams in, like, the Colts range. I, I personally think the Colts are going to make a move. I think now's the time. I think Chris Ballard sees that. Because, I mean, if you don't make a move, you're not guaranteed anyone right. at this point. Yeah, We could be rolling into week one with Brissett with such a great roster around. It makes no sense. Um, so I think he's going to try and move in. I don't think to where the uh, Dolphins are. I think realistically um, it'll be really based on what the Jets do at two. Mm-hmm. If they want to go quarterback like I had on there, I think maybe they're calling them. And I think uh, – if they are going to go quarterback, maybe they call the Dolphins, maybe the Falcons. But if the Jets decide to maybe go Panay Sewell, right, I yeah. think maybe we can even call five or six um, and try and go up in that range and take Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Wilson definitely stays top ten, a hundred percent. Right. But uh, this definitely can make him drop a few spots. Yeah. Now, from from a Colts perspective. All right, let's just say, you know, Deshaun Watson, I don't, I don't really see the Colts, you know, getting him in any, any chance. Right. Um, of these three quarterbacks, who would you – would you rather – okay, would you rather have one of these three quarterbacks or would you rather um, maybe have, uh, you know, maybe a, a Trey Lance, uh, Zach Wilson, or um, a Mac Jones? So here, here's the three NFL quarterbacks. you got Sam Darnold, Jimmy G, and Cam Newton. So you can pick one of those three. Or you can pick from uh, – Jones, Lance, or Wilson? Yeah. Um, so, out of those six, I'm going Wilson far and away. Okay. Uh, but then there's a massive drop-off after him. After that, I'd probably say Darnold. Um, but then again, you you got to incorporate the prices of these guys. Right, yeah. Like, obviously, you like Darnold, but if it doesn't cost much, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't want Cam Newton. Just throw him in the trash right. can. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even an improvement from Brissett at this point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Lance. He's definitely more of a project. Um, he's, I, I, he's definitely not someone I could just see coming in and starting somewhere. That's why I have him going to say the Niners. Mm-hmm. 
plays behind Garoppolo, learns behind him. He just doesn't have much experience. So he's got to be a project. He's got to be someone that you definitely develop. So I, I think him going to the Colts isn't the best fit. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely take Wilson out of those six by a mile. And I really would pay a lot for him. Well, see, here's here's another interesting point. Let's just look at your mock draft here. Let's just say, you know, things stay um, the way that, you know, you, you projected here. And let's say Watson ends up going to the Dolphins. So you have Deshaun Watson at the Dolphins here. In your draft, you have Fields to the Jets. You have Mac Jones to the Patriots. And you already have Josh Allen um, in Buffalo. Do you think this is, you know, one of the most talented? Now, Grant, I mean, you do have some, some younger guys in there. But do you think this is would be uh, one of the most talented um, divisions for the quarterbacks that we've maybe ever seen? Um, That's a good question. I feel like Mac Jones uh, could be good, but I don't see a high ceiling on him. Okay. Um, so I feel like he, he could always be just like a steady top 15 to 10 quarterback. Um, so, I mean, that's good, but I don't see him being phenomenal. This great talent. All right. Uh, Watson and Allen, however, those two are incredible. So you're automatically putting in the top five to ten talent mm-hmm. in the division. Yeah, I mean, from a – go ahead. And then Darnold is – like, he, I don't know. If I was the Jets, like, the reason I have them taking fields is because I think it's time to just move on. I think at a certain point, you just kind of get stale. Right. And I think I think it's time to move on, trade him for whatever you can, and – draft quarterback mm-hmm. um yeah it'll be interesting to see just looking at um just some other teams you know that are in the top 10 there that need quarterbacks it'll be interesting to see what happens to, like guys like drew lock sam darnold um cam newton teddy bridgewater just right. because i mean you know they're not household names but like they, they're still talented quarterbacks so yeah definitely this year is going to be the the year of the quarterback and uh the quarterback carousel is just going to keep you know Forever changing. Um, we look at Ryan Tannehill. No, uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's what any of these guys could really go do. Yeah. Honestly, On, yeah. I mean, I think it's just. Un- I mean, honestly, Bridgewater. You know, not having McCaffrey, that kind of that definitely took out like a huge portion of their offense. And then, yeah, um, Drew Locke didn't really have much around him. I mean, he, he had good wide receivers, but they weren't you know consistent as an offensive unit. Um, again, the Jets. You know, they were, you know, the Jets. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you never know. Um, the Dolphins, you know, they're just, you know, a, a quarterback away from, um, you know, making some noise. I mean, they, I mean, heck, they almost made the playoffs this year, but I think they still need uh, another piece or two. So, which leads yeah. to here, you have Najee Harris going to the Dolphins. If the Dolphins can um, get Harris – and you also have them, well, what would have been um, Jamar Chase. Uh, who do you like the Dolphins to get at quarterback uh, this offseason? Or do, you, or do you see them staying with Tua? Yeah, so in my opinion, uh, Miami's the most realistic and smart option for Watson. Mm-hmm. I just think they have the most leverage with having Tua uh, that they could be like, the number one candidate to trade with the Texans. Right. Uh, I, think, I think Watson at this point has made it very clear he wants out, and I think Miami's probably his number one destination. Mm-hmm. 
So I just think everything works out here. I think Watson does end up there after a while. Uh, I'm going to assume it's probably the Texans pick back um, or or just the Dolphins pick. It'll be one of the two, depending right. on what else it um, But, yeah, I, I see Watson there, and I see them probably going wide out okay, with yeah. whatever pick, 3 or 18. Yeah, that would be – yep, 3 or 18, yep. Uh, sporty. Yeah. Uh, Hadley Hadley originally had Quiddy Pay, uh, going at number I believe it was I believe it was ten to the Cowboys in his first mock draft. Now he has him down to uh twenty two with the with the Titans. Where do you see uh where do you see the Michigan edge guy going? Um, Hadley, I have to ask you. I have to ask you a quick question, Hadley. On yep, morning. I'm I'm hearing it. Uh, what what made you uh? think Kitty Pay is going to drop in the draft in terms of uh, picks from going from maybe top 10 to top 25 what, what, what was the, what was the reason yeah I would definitely just look at it and say a lot of it has to do with need and a lot of it um, there might be teams that need air, edge rushers but a lot of the teams that need edge rushers in the top 21 need other things even more um, so I just think the the class of edge rushers just aren't very good this year, so I think I think they're all going to fall. But I think there's going to be a huge spurt. Like you saw the last three, yeah. uh, Aziz Ojolari, Joseph Asai. Uh, I think I had Gregory Rousseau in there. Yeah. All those guys are going to go like off the board super quick, like end of the first round, beginning of the second. I think Quiddy Pay is one of those. I think he's going to fit in Tennessee's three four. I don't know if he's an edge four three rusher. I don't know. Um, but I think, I think I think it's a really good fit for him. Honestly, I think he do really well there. So that's where I had him going. See, I think yeah, the, it's going back to the edge. I think, like like you said, Hadley, I think you see a lot of edge guys going, um, you know, late first round, and then you're going to see a bunch go, um, you know, early on in the second round there because there's just a lot of, you know, talented edge rushers where, like you said, teams are going to. They're going to get their need first, and then they're going to get the best edge rusher that's available. So I could definitely right. see a lot of a lot of edge guys going. Um, and like I said about Trey Lance, he's a project. Mm-hmm. A guy like Gregory Rousseau is a project, so you can't take him like number five overall. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of people, like the Chiefs, for example, that have like no true needs, they're going to take a shot on him mm-hmm. for the ceiling. So let's see here. Um, Hadley has the Steelers taking Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, which I would definitely 100% agree with. I think they definitely uh, would do well there with that pick. Um, right behind the Steelers there at 25, you have the Jags taking Jalen Mayfield. Sporty. All right. Yeah. Uh, honest, honest opinion. Would you rather have Leatherwood or Mayfield? Uh, I, I would say uh, Leatherwood. Leatherwood. All right. I just want to see yeah. if any, any Michigan bias came out of that question or not, but – I think Leatherwood's a good fit for the Steelers. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, you got to get that running back, maybe even potentially. Um, not so many people are saying quarterback now, but, um, you know, if Trask would somehow be there, get him. But my opinion, you got to go O-line and then maybe like a, an outside linebacker next, and then um, you just see where it goes from there. Um, 
have you had ETN, I believe, in your first mock draft going to the Dolphins. Um, right. And now I'm not seeing him in the first round. Uh, do you think he's still definitely a first-round uh, pick, first-round material, or do you think, you know, necessarily with the need of all these other positions, do you think he falls to the second round? He's 100% a first-round talent. Um, but I think Najee really just kind of, his stock went crazy after the, the national championship. Mm-hmm. So I think where he was going in mock drafts, Najee now takes his spot. Okay. Uh, and then a lot of those teams pass where I have Najee Harris going. Mm-hmm. It's like they could take a running back, but do they want to take another need? So, I mean, like, a team like the Bills, for example, that's a team that I really could see him going to. Yeah. Because yeah. they had no running game this year. Singletary's not really looking too good. Mm-hmm. Moss looks okay. I think ETN could land somewhere like there. I just don't necessarily see a need for it. That's why he's not in the first round. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so just a quick point to his mock draft. Five quarterbacks, five wide receivers going here in the first round. Six coming from uh, the Crimson Tide. Uh and then I believe it was 14 overall from the SEC, so a lot of SEC talent here in the first round. Um, it'll be interesting just to see. Uh, you know, we, we do see one Penn State uh, product here. Parsons jumping up to four with the Falcons. Uh, we also have two Michigan Wolverines. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many guys from, you know, Penn State, Michigan, and, and Pitt uh, in total get drafted this year. So, um yeah, Kev, I think Pitt has a lot of second rounders. Yeah, I could see. I mean, at one point, at one point you had Twyman up there, but then you know, since he opted out, I think his stock kind of fell. Uh, right. Guys like Weaver and Jones, you know, that they're right there. You know, with that group of edge rushers that we were talking about. Um, I, I I could potentially see Weaver and or Jones getting drafted there. You know, right around like twenty eight to thirty two, but definitely yeah. uh, early on in second round. And then you got, you know, Hamlin and, and Ford. Um, definitely, I, I could see going. I, I could see Ford maybe going, like, maybe second or third now. Hamlin will probably eh, maybe go, eh, maybe, like, fourth, fifth or later. Um, and then, you know, coming from Penn State, you got Fryermuth, who, again, I think he goes early second. Um, and then... Yeah. Yeah, he fell out of my first round. It's the same thing as ETN. It's just the needs. There's right. there's no true, true need mm-hmm. for Friar Myth in the, at the end of the first round there. All right, all right. Who, who gets drafted first here? All right, obviously I think Paris gets drafted first between Hamlin and Wade. But uh, coming from the Whippeal, do you go DeMar Hamlin or do you go uh, Lamont Wade here? All right, who would, Hadley, who would you rather go with? We'll, we'll ask you that question well, but then who do you think yeah, actually that's gets an there? obvious question you go with the lightning bolt uh the one that is a turnover machine you go with lamont wade all day okay all right i'll i'll, I'll agree to disagree who do you think ends up getting uh drafted first between the two um yeah probably, probably the opposite there you're, you're gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go demar hamlin not just because i'm a pet fan but He's a, I think he's a general out there in the secondary. Uh, he's got a lot of playing experience. He can come up and hit, and he can also uh, defend in the secondary. I think that's maybe something slightly that uh, Lamont Wade's lacking in. 
I mean, you know, Wade, he, he'll fly up and hit anybody. But I do think maybe one of his, um, I wouldn't say it a weak, call it a weakness, but maybe one of his areas uh, that he needs to improve on is maybe just his secondary coverage that uh, we've seen over the past couple of years. But definitely both are two solid, uh, two solid safeties. Sporty, who do you think? Who would you rather take, Sporty, Demar Hamlin or uh, Lamont Wade? Or hold on, we'll go with this. If let's say Khalil Cousins was in this draft, who would you rather have, Sporty? Well, Cousins not in this draft. So. Well, I, yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was saying. If he was. <laughs> Uh, I'd probably go with Hamlin because uh, Hudson. I would say Hudson and um, Wade. They're not true cover guys. They're more. Uh, I would say they're more uh, run stoppers. Right. With Lamont Wade and and Hudson, I would say Hamlin is is the better as the best one out of three because he he can he can cover he can hit right. which 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 is which is a key thing. Uh, as, as you showed two years ago, Hudson, I mean, he could off the quarterback, he could run stop, but if you put a receiver or tight end against him, it wasn't even a match. He would get burnt every, every time. Right. I mean, Hudson, I mean, I was looking at him as like, he, he could, if he was maybe a little bit taller, he, he'd be a, he'd be an outside linebacker. So he's more of a, like you said, like a run stopper there. So, but um, I am surprised. He, he did have a pretty good year for the uh, Washington football team. He, he led the team in, one game he led the team with like eight or nine tackles. The one, oh, in fact, it was against uh, Seattle. The one game, yeah, which he, he started the one game. So I'll, yeah. I'll give props to McKeesport and Michigan Wolverines <laughs> to uh, Clay Cousins. So congrats, man. All right, so moving on to the AFC NFC recap. Um, it, it was it was tough uh, for both, obviously, the Packers and Bills playing against you know two elite uh, offensive groups. Um, it did shock me though that the Bucks were able to, you know, pull out the ups or pull out the upset against uh, the Packers. Um, but at the same time, you know, the Packers they they just kept, you know, it wasn't like the Buccaneers put them away for for good. It was like the Packers just kept slowly working their way back into the game. Um, Hadley, do you have, what what do you feel about you know the the Buccaneers and Packers game overall? Yeah, so good thing I deleted my betting apps, Kev, because I was about. 30 seconds away from placing a live bet when the Packers went down 18. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think overall there is no chance you can let Scotty Miller burn you before half. Uh, that had my jaw dropped for about a solid minute. Right. Um, and then going towards the end of the game, if you're Matt LaFleur, you're, you can't take a field goal there. Oh, no way. Uh, you have – the MVP, mm-hmm. uh, someone that's notorious for making huge plays on fourth down to go to the end zone. You, you have to put the ball in the sands. Um, and basically, you've been torched all day by the Bucks offense, mm-hmm. and you're you know, putting the ball in their hands. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me. All right. But... Overall, I, I really wish the Packers would have won, but it is what it is. Yeah, I wish the Packers would have won as well. But, uh, but no, yeah, went back to your point, you know, talk about uh, fourth and goal. They're not going for it. I, I mean, was it just me or, if, you know, anybody can answer this. Did it look like, you know, Rodgers could have scrambled there on that third down, at least gone a couple yards? Oh, yeah. He, he could have probably picked up three or four, but a lot of people are thinking he could score. I don't think so at all. I think he picks up three or four there, but it's still fourth down at the end of the day. Right, yeah. Um, 
Sporty. Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs offense, you know, they look pretty explosive against against the Bills. Do you think that explosiveness, um, obviously it looked explosive, the, you know, this year and the past couple of years. Do you think uh, the Bucks have a chance to shut down, um, we'll say in your terms, PM and the, and the Chiefs offense? No, I think with the, uh, I think this extra extra week uh, rest, uh, the only downfall uh, with the Chiefs, they, they lost their left tackle uh, Fisher. Uh, that, that could become a factor. Uh, I think his replacement is uh, Stephen Wojcicki. I, I met him down in State College. Wait, oh, I didn't know he was going to be the replacement. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so uh, former Steeler, former Penn State guy. So yeah, I, I, mean, I could say I, I, I met I met him. Down, down in state one time, so it was pretty cool. There you go. But yeah, I, I just I I think uh, Mahomes. I know he wasn't running a lot, but I think with that extra extra week off, I, I think he will be running a lot and throwing. And I, I think he'll throw the, the Tampa Bay uh, defense, you know, for a loop. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely going to be tough. I mean, not that you know the Buccaneers can't do it, but I think it's going to be tough to. First of all, they shut down Michael Thomas, so that was that was against the Saints. Then you go and beat Rodgers. I think it's going to be very tough to beat three explosive offenses, three offenses, um, you know, in, in, in three straight games. I mean, not not that they can't do it, but um, I, I think it's and like the Chiefs have you know multiple guys who can hurt you. You know, Hill, Kelsey. Hardman, and then I mean, heck, if their running back room was healthy, they that, that would just add another uh, element to the to the problem. So um, definitely look for the Chiefs uh, to be explosive uh, next week against against the Buccaneers. We'll be giving a uh, full breakdown and and projections and predictions next next pod. So um, yeah, uh, one thing about Brady. Go ahead. He got bailed again. I, dude, I was thinking about that, you know, midway through the game. I was like, Hadley made the point about he's just so lucky. Like the Miller touchdown. That I feel like that is just pure, pure luck. And then, it's and then, a hell of a throw. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a hell of a throw. But, and then he he gets picked off multiple times. And you would think if he if, if he get picked off that many times, he should definitely lose the football game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, three times in the second half. Right, exactly. So, uh, I, Whenever you're done, Allie, I have, I have a quick question. Yeah. This is for the whole group. Okay, go ahead. Allie, you done? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, that uh, the last drive of the game, um, they called uh, holding on Green Bay. Yes, it was. Yes, he was grabbing the jersey. Yes, it was holding. But you know what? They didn't call it until he flopped the, flopped the turf. Now, come on. Well, here, okay, I, I get to the point where it was holding. I feel like, I don't know, I had mixed opinions about this. It, like, in-game, I was like, they didn't call any, like, they weren't calling much, like, the whole game. So for you to call that on, like, the last kind of play of the game, like, I get it. I mean, it was holding, so at the end of the day, you kind of have to call it. But I just wish they would have, you know, I feel like the pack, or the Packers getting held all game and they weren't, you know, calling as much as they should have. But... Um, Hallie, what, what, what's your opinion about the call? Yeah, I think with something like that, uh, it's all about feel of the game. Yeah. And even as a fan, I feel like as a ref, you're kind of feeling the same way. I feel like considering they let that go all day, mm-hmm. 
And then when it mattered, Tom Brady gets bailed again. Right. Uh, and here's the thing. They could have not called that, and no one would have been outraged because if you look, Tristan Wirfs is holding someone on the right side. Yeah. Um, so it could have just been, you know, there would have been no controversy after the game. There would have been all of the holding, but only from Buccaneers fans. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a horrible call. I think it was one of the latest flags I've ever seen. And if I know I'm a Packers fan, I'm absolutely devastated. Well, so. and, and there's one more point to that. So the Packers did make a smart play there. I believe it was second and one. And they, they jump off sides. Right. So, that you know, that's just like little stuff like that. Like, I, I feel like that's that's huge uh, in a situational uh, in situational play calling. Now, if you're the Buccaneers, obviously you would, I would have thought you would have declined it. They should have declined it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I – I feel like if even if the Buccaneers wouldn't have gotten that holding call uh, to go their way, um, you know, they still have to punt the ball, and the Packers still have to drive, what, 80 yards down the field to score a touchdown. So, I mean, that would have been on them if they would have lost the game. So, yeah. Um, but any any uh, any last words about the NFL before we move on here? Yeah, just that the Buccaneers' defense is super, super underrated. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, hey, Pitt alum, Jordan Whitehead, getting uh, some big plays there for the Buccaneers. Yes, you did. Yep. So, next segment here, looking at the NBA. You know, a lot of lot of craziness here in the NBA this season. I mean, I know injury and postponement has um, changed. You know, the way the standings have looked. But we got a little segment here. It's kind of like a buy or sell. We got the 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 stay or do they go away uh, segment here. So we have first team. Sporty, we'll start with you. The 76ers, right, 76ers, are they are they staying or are they are, you know are they going to go away? Uh, I I think they're they're staying. Go ahead, elaborate. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Joel uh, Embiid just having a monster year so far, uh, uh, and then you got him. Uh, you got two players. You got Embiid and you got. Uh, uh, Embiid and um, Harris Simmons. Ha- Harris, yes, Simmons. Uh, and he got Harris too. Um, uh, yeah, you got Simmons. Simmons is having a pretty good year, along with uh, Embiid. You know, they're, they're putting up points, right? Uh, which which uh, which is key. They're 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 out they're out scoring their opponents, meaning like they're scoring more than hundred points, which which is key. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say they are. Here to stay. Yeah, so I mean, they're not just like winning, you know, by single digits. They're they're winning by, you know, multiple possessions here, which is which is key for them. Hadley, do you think the 76ers stay or do they go away? Yeah, I mean, they're fourteen and six. They're averaging one hundred fourteen a game, roughly. Mm-hmm. They're winning games big. I'm gonna go away. You're gonna go away. And here's why: as soon as the playoffs are. Who's making a big shot for them? Is it Ben Simmons? Is it a seven foot Joe Allen beat? Right. No, they have no clutch. They have no clutch gene on their team, mm-hmm. which to me they're not poised for a playoff run. So I think they'll win the first round of the playoffs. I think they'll get bounced in the second round. Right. So. I mean, I I do think you know they are playing great basketball right now. I still think you know, like we've said before, they're that Bradley Beal piece away from 
uh, contending right. uh, in the East here. So I, I'm going to say they they stay for a little bit longer, but then, you know, the Nets, Bucks, Celtics, maybe, maybe even the Pacers pass them. And then, heck, now with Butler back, the Heat, I would I would assume that the Heat are going to make a huge jump here uh, in the standings. So look out for maybe the Suns, the, or not the Suns, the Heat to even uh, pass them up before the season's uh, over here. Next team, we got the Jazz. Hadley, are they here to stay or do they go away? Yeah, I'm going to say they're here to stay. Uh, I'm a huge Spider fan. Uh, I think he's unreal, even though Shaq claims he's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the most awkward interviews I've ever seen <laughs> in my whole life. Uh, yeah, Go Bear is a menace down there, even though Steph Curry put him in a spin cycle. <laughs> um, you got pieces like Joe Ingles, right. uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, I, just, I think they're a really good basketball team. Do I think they're the one seed? No, but I think they're a really good team. Yeah. So, stay. Sporty, stay or go away, Jazz. Uh, I definitely would stay. Uh, they're they're unbeatable. Yeah. Uh, anybody? Did you guys watch the game Friday night? I I didn't get a chance to see, but they I did not. They obliterated the Mavs. Uh, they made about I want to say like eight three pointers uh, like in the first quarter. Whew. I mean, well, I could definitely. That, I could. Definitely they won, but. They won by about twenty five, and that was on Friday, and that was without Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. So. They didn't. They, they didn't miss. They didn't miss to be without him. Uh, the unsung hero for them so far is having a real good year. Is uh, is their other guard is I'm going to say Mike Conley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having a pretty solid season. You go from the Grizzlies to the Jazz, which I didn't know how he would do because you got you got you got Porter, you got Mitchell. Right. So I didn't know how Conley would fit in, but he's. He fits in. He fits in really well with them. Right. So I'll give the props to Utah's coaching staff and getting Mike Conley. And you know you got uh, Gobert underneath. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. So I mean they got they got all the pieces in the world. So yeah. I, I think they can. I don't think they're going to win the West. I think they can give. I think they're going to go to the Western Finals, Ooh, Conference Finals. I think they're going to give uh, Jazz. Maybe they'll win one or two games, but. Get, at least give them a scare, but I don't think they're gonna win 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 the West. But I think they're gonna come up just a series short for the uh, playoffs. Right. Um, yeah, I definitely think right now they're definitely obviously playing some some great basketball. I think they finish. I think they finish top four just with the way they're going right now. Um, I, I I'm gonna say they're here to stay. Uh, you know, counter the the Mavs there. It's it's. That's definitely a surprise that the Mavs are definitely struggling. Um, not not to take away anything from the Jazz, but um, I would not. If you were to tell me which you know which of these two teams would have finished, maybe top four in the league out or top four in the West, I would have definitely taken the Mavs over the Jazz. But yeah, Jazz are here to stay. Next team, we got the Hawks. They're right around five hundred. I believe they're the sixth seed in the East. Um, Sporty, are they are they here to stay or do they go away? I think they're going to go. I mean, they may make they may make the playoffs, but I, I say I'm an eight seed. Um, and they just they got three decent guys. You got Hunter, who's on our team, yeah, but yep, he's hurt, team. hurt right now. Yeah, you got Young. He plays, but he he's been hurt. And Collins, he you know. So I I mean they're they're up and down. So I think they're going to. I would say I'd sell them off. Yeah, Hadley. 
Yeah, I'm going to go away. I'm, I don't know. I just, I, I really don't take the East that seriously, mm-hmm. especially now that teams like the Raptors and Heat really aren't playing well. Right. Uh, I think they're in the playoffs solely because of that. I think other than the top five in the East, the, uh, the other three are kind of just there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm selling them. I don't, I don't think Trey Young's going to step up in the moment. And I also don't think they have enough supporting cast to be a good playoff team. Right, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree here. I'm going to say they go away. Yeah, they might slip in at seven or eight. But, I mean, you got teams like the Magic, uh, even the Hornets, the Cavs, Heat, Raptors, like any one of those teams can take up, you know, six, seven, eight there. So I just don't think the, the Hawks have separated themselves yet. All right, last two teams. we got the Suns and the Warriors. Hallie, what are your thoughts on the Suns and the Warriors? Well, uh, I'm going to buy the – I mean, not buy. I'm going to stay with the Suns, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay with the Warriors. I think both of them – I think the Suns have a slight edge on them. They just beat us the other night. Right. Um, they got CP3, Booker, Aiton. They have a really good uh, big three there. Uh, the Warriors, they have Steph Curry. Um, they have some good supporting guys. Like obviously, Draymond's phenomenal in his own right. Mm-hmm. But Ubre, Wiggins, those guys are just kind of like solid. Wiseman's not quite there. He's a good player uh, with great potential. Uh, Steph Curry is carrying the weight of this team, and in my opinion, I think he should be talked about more as a MVP season right. so far. He's he's been doing it all for them and. The fact that they are a playoff team currently in a loaded Western Conference, it, it, it shocks me. I, I, and I shouldn't be shocked because he's incredible, but it's it's amazing. Right. Sporty, are you, are, you, uh, are you saying the Suns and Warriors stay, or do they go away, or is there, is there a split here? Uh, I'm saying they both stay. I mean, I know, I know you're riding hot on the Suns. Um, so, I mean, I know, I know you're, you're sold on Booker and Aiton. Um What's your reasoning for the Warriors for staying? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Hadley. Uh, Curry, uh, he's been averaging 30, 40 points a game, and like you said, you got role players. You got Wiggins. Um, you got um, Oubre. Right. Yeah, he's uh, he has Curry has a pretty good uh, uh, group to uh, I should say teammates to. Up him out. Uh, has been averaging twenty a game. Wiggins, he's been averaging twenty a game. So if, you know, there's between those three, there's they've been averaging all together of 70, 80 points just combined with Curry, Wiggins, and Oubre, and then you got the other role players, Wiseman. Uh, at first, I, I wasn't sure when I was telling Cap he was on our team, but he was starting start off okay, and then didn't do well. Then he started to. to pick it up again so on, on from the bench rule right yeah. so i'll give uh i'll give uh why i'll give their coach steve kerr credit and put and putting wiseman on the bench he is doing better in the bench rule coming in from yeah. the bench i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the suns stay and you know I'll, I'll say the warriors stay as well um again it's gonna be based on i i think a big piece here like we said is gonna be wiseman um i still feel like he's his best basketball is obviously ahead of him. He's just a rookie. And even from this season, I think he can still pick it up and uh, a whole another level. And I feel like uh, 
I feel like the the, the eight seed is gonna come down to um, either the Warriors, and I mean I right now I, I like the Pelicans to to still make some noise even though they're you know lower tier, I still feel like uh, they can figure something out and um, you know get it going here late in the season, um, but again it, it'll be interesting to see what the Mavericks. You know how they can, what they do, and how they can overcome uh, this tough stretch. So um, it'll just be—I don't know. I'm I'm very shocked with with the Mavericks right now. I mean, I, I know that injury has hurt them, but um, I I'm just not sure about the Mavs. I don't know which way they're going to go here. I mean, obviously you got Lucas, so I think they, they they do win a lot more games, but um, I don't. It's definitely going to be tough for them to finish top four. I'm not saying that they can't, but you know, maybe fall in that six seven range. Uh, Hadley, where do you see the Mavericks finishing? Yeah, I, I'm gonna say they finish as the eight seed. Uh, I think, I think a team like Memphis falls out, mm-hmm. and I think a team like Portland falls out. Uh, potentially, I would say Portland could potentially fall out, but I think the Mavs sneak in there, and I think the Warriors are at seven right now. So mm-hmm. both of them. Low seeds that are poised to, you know, pull off an upset. I think both. I think anything can happen here in the West this oh, year. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah. Like I, I don't think the Lakers are safe this season. Um, but we'll get to that later on, later on in the year. Uh, so sticking with basketball, moving it down a rank, down to the college rank. Uh, we got three hot basketball teams and three not uh, so hot basketball teams. Um, Hadley, we'll start with you. Who are your three hot NCAA basketball teams right now? Yeah, so obviously I could just go to the top three and call it a day, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Um, I will say that Baylor might be the best team in the country. Yep. As uh, phenomenal as Gonzaga's looked, Baylor is – a repeat of last year, which is just excellent. They look so good. Uh, so I'm going to take them as one of my good teams. Um, next, I'm going to continue riding Texas. Okay, yep. They're ranked fifth. They're playing really well. Um, and then my other uh, team I'm going to take is Iowa. Uh, obviously, Luca Garza. He's, he's, he's really good. Mm-hmm. So I think those are three teams that are playing well right now. That are also, you know, tournament teams that could be really good. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's what I look at. I look at tournament potential. Yeah. yeah. Um, three teams that are. I'm going to do this a little differently. I'm going to say three teams that are ranked that I'm not going to take. Okay. Um, one is Michigan. I understand they're playing really well. Uh, I want to say they lost to Purdue and it didn't look too pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, let me uh, th- let me. I I think or they. I know they lost to Minnesota. They lose to. I think you're right with the Purdue. Well, it, was, it was Minnesota. You're right. It was Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, they're to me. I I'm just not seeing it. I'm I I I do think they're a good team. I don't think they're great. So I don't see them going anywhere come March. Mm-hmm. Uh, another team that might be in there that I don't really see is Alabama. They're ranked all the way at nine now. Mm-hmm. Um, right below them is Texas Tech at ten. I think Texas Tech has looked really good. I think there's no reason they shouldn't be higher than Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're another team I'm going to take that I'm really not thinking is too serious of a of a contender. 
And another team, another Big Ten team that I'm going to take, uh, even though obviously I've been preaching that the Big Ten's phenomenal. It is, but Wisconsin. Yep. You just lost to Penn State. Uh, I, again, I'm not seeing it. Very similar to Michigan, as good as they've been so far. I think the Big Ten is all about runs, and I think they're on their run right now, and they'll steadily decline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see it with Wisconsin. So those are my teams. All right, Sporty. Three hot, three not. I got my three hot teams. I'll go with Hallie on one of these picks. I'll go with the Baylor Bears. Uh, they're really good. Like Hallie said, they're probably the best team in NCAA. They've won all their games by at least eight points or more. Uh, my second team hot is uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders. Oh, yeah. And uh, my third team, they looked pretty good uh, yesterday against Bama without – one of their top scores. I'll go with the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, yeah. So, so three, three uh, Big Twelve teams there. I mean, I like it. I mean, they're all playing pretty solid. Texas Tech had a big win against LSU. Big uh, come from behind win. And then yes, where like you said, Oklahoma had a tough, tough one with Bama, but they were able to, to uh, pull it out. So who are your three not so hot teams? I'm gonna go with uh, two teams in Big Ten, one from the ACC. I'll go with Michigan State. Uh, Tom Izzo's team. I mean, I, I'm not really sure what's what's up with the squad this year. Uh, he's having he's probably having his, his worst year ever at, at the helm. Um, Pitt. I thought they were one of the hottest teams, and then all of a sudden they just lost uh, three straight games. Uh, Wake. Uh, who did they lose to? UNC, Wake. UNC. And UNC, and they just got crushed. I mean, obliterated by Notre Dame last night. <laughs> I can't even, like twenty some points. It was at home. Yeah, I, I mean, their names weren't even their names weren't even any good. They just got they got embarrassed. Yeah. on the home court. So I don't know. Was up. I'm not sure what's up with them. And another team who who was hot now they're down. Dom's looking for gold. Is uh, Minnesota Gophers. All right. Yeah, I mean, I Minnesota. They were one of my teams that I was gonna kind of sleep on. Uh, or maybe not. They were gonna be one of my sleeper teams not to sleep on in the uh, NCAA tournament. But yeah, they had a tough loss against um, against Purdue last night. I think they were up like fourteen and, and still lost the game by like nineteen. So um, looking at my three hot NCAA teams, it's where I'm gonna agree with you with uh, with the Oklahoma pick. They've beaten I think what? Let's see. They beat uh, Alabama, who was nine. They beat Texas, who was five, and they beat uh, Kansas, who was also nine. And then earlier this month, I think it was like January 2nd, they beat West Virginia, who was nine. So they've beaten four uh, top ten opponents um, just in this month. So, I mean, I think they're they're definitely uh, moving up on in the rankings. Another team that's not getting so much credit is uh, is Florida. Uh, they beat, they you know, destroyed Tennessee, and then they beat a, a pretty good West Virginia team yesterday, went on the road and beat them. Um, I know they have a couple bad losses, you know, Kentucky, um, and I believe there was one other bad loss that they had. Uh, I want to say it might have been LSU, um, but they, they did lose um, by, I think, at least 10 to somebody. But they are still playing um, some pretty good basketball as of right now. And then my last team, I'm going to go to the Big Ten here with Purdue. Purdue, I think they've they've won five of their last seven, and their two losses coming to uh, Michigan and uh, Illinois. So I mean, they've beaten Ohio State, Minnesota, Indiana, 
and Penn State. So I, I definitely think that they they are definitely a, a hot team right now that's going to move on up um, in the rankings. Um, the bad loss that Florida had. They they did lose to um, – I'm checking here. They beat LSU. So that, that's a pretty good win. They did lose by 15 to Bama. They lost by 18 to Kentucky, and they lost by three to Mississippi State. So, I mean, they, yeah, they do have some – some bad losses on there, but uh, they are playing some good basketball as of as of now. They've won their past four games, so they're definitely a hot team sitting there at ten and four. And then my three not so hot teams, Kansas. They have just been playing horrible basketball. I mean, I, they, they've lost a lot of close games, but last night against Tennessee, that was not a close close game at all whatsoever. Tennessee took it to them. Uh, another team who has kind of fallen off the map here is Clemson. They started off, I believe, in like the top fifteen, and then they've they've lost their past, I don't know, three or four games by at least ten or more, maybe fifteen or more. They they looked atrocious against Duke, and then I'm gonna agree with Hadley here with Wisconsin. Um, they had a couple key wins early on this year, but then they've just been slipping. They didn't look all that great against a a 500 Penn State team yesterday, so I definitely see Wisconsin falling um, in the rankings, maybe even out of the top twenty five here. Um, so, I mean, I think we can all agree moving on into March Madness here, looking at the one seeds right now, it's obviously Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova. And in that last spot there, uh, you could either put, you know, Michigan, Iowa, Texas. Um, but fellas, who's maybe a team that's maybe going to finish six, seven, maybe eight that you could see, um, you know, Making a, a little run here in the tournament, uh, Hadley. We'll start with you. Yeah. So you mean like a six or seven or eight seed? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe five, six, seven or eight seed that uh, isn't yeah. getting so much love that could maybe go on a bit deep run here in the in come March. Yeah, I know this sounds a little biased, um, but I think Michigan State does go on a, a little bit of a run here to end the year. They have a good Big Ten tournament. I think they end up as maybe a six-ish seed. Okay. Um, and I think they could make a run. I mean. Like, you still got great players on the team. You still got Henry, you still got Rocket Watts, and you got Tom Izzo at the end of the day. I know I know they're struggling right now, mm-hmm. um, but the makeup of that team, to me, screams March Madness. Uh, and I think if they get in, which is not promised right now, but I think if they can get in at anywhere from 6 to, six to 9 even, right. um, I, I think... I think they really could make a run. I really do. I think this is this is a crazy year too. I think there's going to be a lot of up and up and downs mm-hmm. for a lot of different teams and programs. So, right. Why not Michigan State? Sporty, who's your uh, maybe sleeper team going into March Madness? Uh, I I know they're struggling right now, but or, uh, I think uh, I think Minnesota. I I know they'll probably finish a little higher than six six to eight, but I think they'll. Turn the season around, and I think they'll finish the year well, and that will propel them into the uh, March Madness. Like I said, I'm not really sure what the seed they'll be getting, but I'll go with the Minnesota Gophers. Right, yeah. So, looking at my bracketology, um, I had just maybe just a couple teams here that I that I had as maybe a five or lower seed. I think could maybe do some damage. Um, obviously, like we said, Purdue they're playing some really good basketball. I had them uh, as the seven seed um, in there with. Uh, Michigan as the one seed and Texas as the two seed. So I had Purdue in with them. They could maybe go on a little bit of a run. I had Virginia Tech. Um, 
as a seven seed. Wasn't really sold on Tech. I mean, they beat Villanova, and then they just they didn't have a huge win. But, I mean, yesterday they looked pretty good against Virginia. So I have them, uh, as of last week, in with Villanova as the one seed and Iowa as the two. So the Hokies could, you know, could do some damage. Um, Illinois, I do. I feel like if they keep winning, obviously they're not going to. I have them as a five seed, but I do think they're going to finish, uh, you know, maybe anywhere from like a three, four, or five. Um, they could go on a little bit of a run. Minnesota, again, I have them at, at five. They'll probably finish right around the four, five, six range. Um, and then, like we said, Oklahoma, I have them at six. But, I mean, heck, you could see them jump into the three, four, five range. So any one of those teams, um, obviously depending on, you know, what bracket they're placed in, but any one of those teams could could be a good sleeper team to uh, have as your upset pick. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Kev, look, looking at your bracket, um, I would definitely say Illinois is is a five seed sleeper. <clears throat> yeah, yep, yeah. I was to say, yeah. I you know can... that five versus twelve people love to pick the upsets, but I'm taking Illinois there. And honestly, I'd probably take them to win that whole side right there. I would. I mean, based on what I have here, I mean, this was done as of last this past Monday, but uh, right. Yeah, I like them to beat. I mean, Kansas. I, I feel like they're. I don't think they're all that great. Um, but I'd have yeah, I have Illinois beating Toledo five twelve game then you know, beating Kansas in that 4-5 matchup. And then, you know, Villanova, they could even struggle with uh, with LSU there at the 1-8. And then, I mean, you could potentially have Villanova, Illinois, 1-5. And, you know, like we said, Illinois could win that matchup. And then in my lower bracket, I mean, you have Iowa, the 2-seed, West Virginia, 3, um, Virginia Tech, that 7-seed. So, um, yeah, Illinois, they could that, that could definitely be a team that could win um, – that little region there, um, they definitely are capable of. I mean, they just beat Iowa by five at home, so that was that was a huge win for them. So, right. Um, I, I also think UCLA. You have them as a six seed. Yep. Yeah, they're they're uh, playing Seton Hall in the first round. Uh, if they win, they play either Siena or or Bama. Right. And then you continue with that lower tier. You got Purdue and Xavier, mm-hmm. and then Texas is great, but UMBC. Yeah, watch I out. mean, I don't think UMBC's doing that again. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think UCLA could be another team that could potentially make an elite eight if we're looking at your bracket. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe a team that you know a lot of people aren't sold on. I I like Oklahoma State. Uh, they, they're they're kind of quiet this year. They got a they got Cunningham, but uh, you know they just beat Arkansas, who's who's a quality team, and um, I think Oklahoma State is one of those teams that you know just because. You know, your Baylors, your Texas Techs, and Texas and uh, Oklahoma's, they've been doing well. So I want, I want to ask uh, two quick questions before you're done. All right. Oklahoma State's a team that's kind of getting, you know, overlooked. I mean, even West Virginia. Like, all those teams are better than Oklahoma State, but it's not like Oklahoma State's a bad team. It's just they got a lot of teams um, ahead of them. So I could see Oklahoma State making a little bit of a – little bit of a run maybe not so much you know beating gonzaga there at that one eight matchup right. but you know give them a close game and who knows sporty what's your question uh i want to see what you guys think here uh my question is do you think uh penn state is, is a tournament team um if they play the rest of the season you know as they did against wisconsin yesterday i mean penn state looked really good yesterday so i mean i could definitely see them uh becoming one of those last four teams in. Um, I mean, they, they should have beat, they should have beat Ohio State. And I, I know they lost a game, but they should, they, 
they basically had a game one and they cut, they gave the game away and that was at Ohio State. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean they're, they're hanging they're hanging with with the top teams. I'm, I, I know they're not winning all the games, but they're keeping the games closed, which which the committee will uh, look at. So right. They, yeah. They they got good potential. They have a team to make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's just a matter of actually producing. So I. I definitely would say they got to be a few games over 500 and have a pretty solid big tournament. I mean, Big Ten tournament run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely to make up. I mean, I think they're six and seven right now. That's just not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 gotta, I, gotta I do think they have the makeup of a tournament team. Right. I gotta yeah. Have Go ahead, sports. What? Uh, they said uh, the criteria. The criteria this year for uh, the teams that make it. They don't. Their record doesn't have to be all that great as long as they're close to 500. With their overall record and the uh, their conference record, they they have a good shot of getting in. So Penn State right now has a good shot of, of getting in. I know they're what three and six, four and six. So they said as long as they're around the five hundred mark, they have a yeah. I mean, teams, have, teams have a good the big, shot. The Big in. Ten is insane this year. It's it yeah. could easily be a five hundred team that is right and inserted as maybe a nine seed, yeah. which is usually unheard of i mean i could and I have one, yeah i have one more quick question hold on sport give me one second i think you know this year with the big 10 being loaded i think they make that cutoff point uh i think you're gonna have to be at least 500 in conference play to to make the tournament that's where i think they're gonna make that cutoff point right. so you know a team like um penn state uh a team maybe like indiana uh michigan state northwestern Rutgers, like that, that little quad there um, you know, one of the one or two of those teams are probably going to get left off. So, um, Sporty, what's your next question? Um, I, I know they're ranked pretty high. Uh, Houston Cougars, you guys sold on them, or you going to buy them, or what? <sighs> um, Hadley, I'll, I'll let you start off with this one. Yeah, I mean they've they've always kind of been one of those teams that just flies under the radar in their conference, mm-hmm. and usually come March they are pretty good. So I'll probably buy them. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about them this year, but um, yeah, I, I, I think I think their program's usually pretty solid, so I'm, I'll buy them. Yeah, with with Kelvin Sampson at the helm, um, I'm definitely buying them. It'll just be interesting to see. I mean, I, I I feel like they are gonna end up, you know, winning a lot more games uh, the rest of the season. I mean, they're blowing teams out. They really haven't had too much of a, a threat this year. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see because I, I do feel like they're going to finish on that 2-3 line. So it'll be interesting to see who that 7-10 matchup is. Um, Houston could win that game. They could, they could lose that game. So whoever that 7-10 matchup is, depending on what those two teams are or who those teams are, um, that'll dictate you know whether I have Houston making an Elite 8 run or you know getting knocked off in the second round. So um, any last words, fellas? Nope, nothing. Nope. All right, we'll be back next week to preview the big matchup between, as, as people have been saying, the GOAT and the Little GOAT. Um, full Super Bowl predictions and um, projections for, for next week coming up. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. As of right now, who would you guys take? I'm going Kansas City by 14. Sporty? I'll go Kansas I'll go Kansas City by 11. I'm going to go Kansas City by 10. So you heard it here. Chiefs winning by uh, double digits. Um, Full breakdown of the game next week. So we'll send it next week and 
I'll be back with another episode.